All right, ready when you are. Welcome listener, I'm Greg Kaplan, and today I'm going to be discussing with you about preparing for 10th grade with an eye towards the college admissions process. But before we get into that topic, let's introduce ourselves. So, like I said, I'm Greg Kaplan, and today I'm joined with my co-host, Becky Harrington. Hi! And I am the author of Earning Admission, Real Strategies for Getting into Highly Selective Colleges, and I'm also the founder of the Artist College app, the first app that provides customized weekly college admissions advice tailored to your or your child's interests, activities, and goals. And so... We're recording this in, um, in May on the cusp of summer, and for a lot of families with kids in ninth grade, this means that either the first year of high school is, uh, is done, or uh, if you're at a junior high, you're getting ready for that 10th through 12th grade high school experience. So uh, this is a uh, important time for a lot of families, uh, especially with an eye towards college, because 10th grade is you know when you know, that spotlight is, uh, tends to be, you know, shining a little brighter on us. So the reason why we're kind of breaking down these specific age ranges. And so, you know, we're assuming that if you're listening today, that you're one of our listeners who has, um, someone who's going into their sophomore year of high school next year. Um, and we just did ninth grade, um, in our last episode. So if you missed our last episode, we talked about ninth grade, but there's definitely different strategies to focus on specifically depending on what um, age or what grade your, your, your kid is going into um, coming in the fall. And so we really wanted to spend a couple of episodes right here at the like kind of end of spring, beginning of summer, because some of these things that are going to happen, you actually should start preparing for this summer. Um, some conversations probably need to happen, some um, kind of development. And so if you are not a parent of a student going into sophomore year, but you know someone who is, will you please share this episode with them? Because um, this is a this is going to be a really practical episode, and we're going to be talking about some very specific strategies. Um, so, obviously, we know that tenth grade is where it starts to count. So ninth grade is kind of you're fumbling from middle school into the first year of high school. Everything is different. Um, and you know, for most of us who all survived middle school going into sophomore years, I was just saying, I'm like, you know, I, it's a little bit better. <laughs> you're not as awkward. <laughs> like, you kind of got a groove. You got the locker thing down. You know where your classes are you can handle this and you're no longer like the lower classmen. Now you've got someone else to pick on below you. So it's, you know, you're getting up there. Um, so specifically, um, you know, our artist app has a, a guided process that is age specific. So if you are listening and you have not downloaded the artist app, please go and do that. Your, you and your kid can use it together. You dial in exactly where you're at. Um, and so that's a great thing. So, um, so talk to us a little bit about why um, this sophomore year is a, where the admissions officer starts to zone in on. And so why it in, in turn, this, uh, this year of high school is so important to the process. Sure. Not every college considers ninth grade academic performance. Not every high school in the United States starts in ninth grade. Uh, I grew up in California. 
uh, high school started in ninth grade. My mom's from North Dakota. High school was 10th through 12th grade. And so these college admissions officers who are spending less than five minutes on an application, they want to just normalize all of the data. So it's instead of trying to get transcripts from a, a junior high, it's just easier for them to say, we'll focus on really 10th and 11th grade. So out here in California, the UC system, uh, University of California, they focus exclusively on 10th and 11th grades. It doesn't mean that they won't see the ninth grade grades, but the, uh, they're really focused in on 10th and 11th grade because uh, they recognize that, like Becky just mentioned, is that uh, there, it is a transition to high school. And I mean, and they want to give students the benefit of the doubt that you've ironed out a lot of the kinks that come with having a lot more autonomy, a lot less coddling that uh, is, you know, we're more accustomed to in elementary and middle school. So it, um, it's a way to give everyone kind of a chance to get their footing and then also normalize the data. So 10th grade, that's when I say you're, you're on the clock in this process. And that's why it's so important to make the most of it because they're focused in on really 10th, the 10th and 11th grade performance. So we're going to break this down because um, as I was preparing uh, for this episode with Greg and kind of really myself getting an understanding of what exactly is important in sophomore year, it's actually, it's also when it's important. Um, so it's summer, you're going into summer, you're going to have a few months with your kid. And so some of this is really important to understand that there's some prep for the fall that you should probably start doing now. So going into starting in September or August, depending on what uh, area of the country you're in, um, back to school, what is uh, the first thing that you would say that uh, parents need to prepare for and kids need to be ready for going into their, their first semester of sophomore year? It's let's have a plan to do as well as we can academically, knowing that this is the point that they're going to focus in and see is your child prepared academically for whichever school that they're going to be applying to and wanting to attend. So and grades so, are number one. So depending on what kind of personality your, um, your kid has, that could be a couple things. It could be, um, okay, you have too many activities on your plate. And I'm concerned that if we don't drop some of these activities, you're not going to have enough time to do well academically. And so it might be having a hard conversation. I was that kid. <laughs> I was like the overachiever who was doing everything. And my parents were like, so <laughs> you can choose between this thing and this thing, but you can't do both next year. So, um, or it could be that you have a kid who just is still struggling um, they're, they still haven't developed a great um, strategy or discipline when it comes to studying. And so creating spaces and even maybe bringing in tutors, maybe tutoring is something that needs to be brought into the equation at this time. Or maybe it's just sitting down with them and coming up with some strategies on how to study, learning how to study. It's actually a discipline and it's actually um, a skill set that maybe they ha still haven't figured that out. And so some of those strategies, the set, what is the second thing, Greg, that they so, need? To the focus? second thing is, and this is the part that, I th and we've talked about this a lot in previous podcast episodes is the SAT and ACT, it's coming, it, it's here in 10th grade. It's important to take a practice SAT and ACT exam 
at some point in sophomore year and have a plan in place to start preparing for it by the end of sophomore year? So this is something that maybe parents don't know because I think maybe as a parent, you're like, oh yeah, I'm sure the school will at some point administer that, right? Um, and the, the reality that we're learning in, um, is that no, that's not actually necessarily the case. Some schools may offer this in the fall, but apparently not, that's not necessarily a given. So you might need to go and check with your school now and find out, are they going to offer a practice SAT or ACT um, as part of just the regular curriculum that happens in their high school? Or are you going to have to go and schedule that and seek that out yourself, right? It, exactly. And this is, um, this process I think a lot of senses we have this expectation we get to high school and they're going to be guiding us through this process. Uh, only 39% of high school students at public schools report receiving any college admissions advice throughout high school. So there are a lot of things that have to happen to apply to college. That's what I think causes stress. And we have to be on top of it ourselves because the schools are focused on making sure your kids graduate from high school. The, their priority is not necessarily your kids going to college. So it's really important to make sure that you feel in control with the drive in the driver's seat. Hence the reason why we created artists, which was like, okay, I need to know this at this point. And whether it's 10th grade or 11th grade or 9th grade, this is what's coming. This is what I have to do. It's just really important to be the captain of your own ship in this. So Greg, um, what is the main uh, reason for taking a practice SAT or ACT and do they need to prepare for the practice test? Sure. We want to establish a baseline with the SAT or ACT. As I mentioned in a last, uh, in a, in a prior episode, 80% uh, of students have a clear cut preference for either the SAT or the ACT. And that preference is worth up to 100 points on the SAT. So the SAT is out of 1600 you're already 100 points closer to a perfect score simply by figuring out which test is the right one for your child. And the, why do we say uh, sophomore year is because by the end of sophomore year, you will have hit most of the math, if not all of the math in this test. So you're getting closer to the point where you've covered all of the concepts. The SAT and the ACT both go through Algebra 2. And uh, that's either a class that you take uh, in 10th grade or 11th grade. And um, because these tests, you have to have them in before the application, it's really important to establish a baseline, see which test is better for you or your child. And then also to um, kind of say, okay, we know what we need to cover and learn and let's make a plan for that. Uh, Becky, you asked if someone should prepare for this practice SAT or ACT. Uh, the answer is no, is we want to actually know where do we need room, where's our room for improvement. So there's no prep needed. Um, some schools, not all schools, and we were talking about this earlier, my high school and a lot of the high schools where my students that I work with attend, they will offer in the fall of their sophomore year um, a practice SAT in class, or maybe they'll offer They'll send out an announcement saying we'll offer it on a Saturday morning. Sign up for that. Or if it's in class, you don't have to sign up, just take it, show up and take it. Not every high school offers the practice SAT and very few offer the practice ACT. So you may have to download a real released prior exam, meaning a test that was 
offered in the past it was actually a real SAT or ACT. So you're working off a real test and, and, uh, and, and get the real questions. And you could score it yourself and that could be your baseline too. So whether the first step is heading into 10th grade is you may want to ask your school, do you guys offer that uh, practice SAT and a practice ACT? If they do, great, sign up for those. Uh, if not, let's have a plan in place to take it uh, on your own time. And what I was telling Becky earlier is winter break is a great time to do this if you're not traveling because you don't have the pressure of school. You can take it at your own leisure, but you could wake up one day and then take it at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., which is when the test starts, and take it under simulated testing conditions and kind of you know give yourself as authentic authentic an experience as possible so you actually have a score that means something. So um, when it comes to the last thing that they need to be prepared for, this one has more to do with that kind of like demonstrated passion development that we talk about, which is really, is also really important. So grades and testing, those are two parts of the pie. The third part of the pie that becomes more important in sophomore year is demonstrating your passion and you do that through activities. So, um, you know, this is the time where we really need to kind of hone in. Like, are, are, are your students' activities all over the place? Like, you know, are they like, I don't know what kind of story we're trying to tell. Like, do we need to hone in on like the ones that matter? Um, are, are they not involved in anything? And we need to start saying, okay, this is where we are going to start practicing for real life. And what's after college? you know, college, we want to start seeing what you're interested in. So what activities are you going to join in the fall? It's really important. Like this is where these um, activities are going to start to, to be really important. And so how do you ha start having those conversations and get your kid involved in leadership or sports or um, volunteering or whatever it is? There's lots and lots of options. Absolutely. And it's about, you know, the more I think about applying to college, the more I realize that it's a lot about self-awareness. It's like, okay, so we're May, it's ninth grade. It's let's take stock of how this year went. Uh, do we have issues academically, i.e. is my child stretched too thin because they're involved with way too many things or they're taking uh, too challenging of too many challenging courses across the gambit? And then also it's, what are we involved with? It's let, let's always put ourselves in the perspective of an admissions officer, which is uh, what are we doing to show that I can add value to this university? And um, we've talked about in the past, it's leadership, it's passion, it's commitment. What are we working towards? If we were involved in a certain club, are we on our path to becoming an officer in that club? Are we on student council? Are we volunteering at a hospital if I want to be a nurse or a PA? Uh, what are we doing to show that and to start building that story? If we haven't done anything yet, that's, that's okay. It's, it's ninth grade. It's, we're get, you know, putting our feet in the water. What we want to do is have a plan for 10th grade to really get involved in the activities and causes that matter and then have an action plan to go do it. Because, um, if you're listening as a parent and uh, I think one thing we know that runs true with a lot of teenagers is procrastination and ninth grade probably went by like a blink of an eye. 10th grade will go even quicker. So um, we have just a few things that kind of we want to talk about specifically. So when it comes to grades, um, there are ones that matter on your transcripts. Um, what advice do you have for families who are trying to build a strong, transcript 
Sure. It's really start honing in on the story is that if your child's interested in engineering, they're going to focus the most, most on the math and science courses because that's the most relevant. So this is why it's important to start having those conversations. What do you want to do in college? Because you can build a transcript with a lot less stress by focusing in on the classes that are more important. So uh, start having those conversations about what are you good at? Like if math and science are a complete struggle in high school, and engineering is the express interest, maybe that needs to be you know, addressed because if it comes natural to you, awesome. If not, maybe take that as a cue of like, well, what is your actual strength so we can get going with those classes and, and doing the best with it. Um, another big tip, which I see it's very common here in uh, at least among my students is this need to like take every single honors or AP or advanced or IB, however your school calls it, class offered, in, in the universe and that's just that's not fair to a student you can't do well by trying you know by overdoing it so uh be mindful of the classes understand you know if you've signed up for ap world history going into 10th grade that's a, a, a i would say a, a more on the common side for students who take ap it's usually one of the first ones offered to 10th graders is what is the teacher like at your school if you're thinking about it is it a class that gives three hours of homework a night with unrealistic expectations. If that's the case, maybe you don't sign up for that class, but that's, you know, you have to do a little bit of homework at, for your school. And so it's important to start asking these questions now before September rolls around and you're like, oh shoot, we got a teacher that gives C's out like candy and then there's just no room for air. So um, do you have any like, okay, so you talk about like don't overdoing honors or AP, you know, it, choose the AP classes that actually your kids can actually succeed in. Um, and that was a good strategy for me. Um, I didn't do I didn't do AP classes, but I was able to get top grades in the other ones. So um, be proactive with grades. So treat everyone like it's a good point grab. Talk to us about what that means. So some students say, oh, I can kind of like wing it on the test. I don't like uh, need to do every homework assignment. Uh, whatever the goal is, if it's a B, if it's an A, recognize that there are, you know, you just have to get as many points as you can to get that goal score or grade. So uh, let's, as we start building those study skills, which you mentioned earlier, is every homework assignment, every test, you should study for it to the best of your ability and, and do every homework assignment with the intent of getting as many points as possible. We don't really care if, if the goal is an A minus or a B or whatever, is it doesn't matter how you get there, you just have to get there. And so every assignment, every extra credit opportunity, every project, it's not that you have to, you know, overdo it, but just recognize that, you know, you're just trying to work to get 90% of the points on the board or 80% of the points on the board and, and go get those points. So I, I work with so many students who said they're like, oh, I didn't, like, I didn't want to do that homework. It's like, why not? Well, I think the homework's stupid. Um, that may very well be, it may be a dumb assignment, but if it gets you five points closer to an A or a B, who cares? And I think it's, we need to have those conversations and treat every class like a game. And the, and, and the goal of the game is to get as many points as possible to get whatever it is that you're shooting for. So we're going to take this home and kind of practically wrap it up. We've talked a lot about some really great strategies for going into sophomore year. And I'm sure if you're a parent, you've probably been taking notes um, because this is really, really good. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to go talk to the school. I got to go talk to my kid about activities. We just gave you some great insights that you can take and apply today. 
Um, also, if this was a little overwhelming to you, I'm just gonna say it again. Go download the Artist app, fill out the questionnaire, and it's just gonna populate this all in one place for you. Like, you don't have to make this complicated. We made it simple for you. So if you're even thinking like, well, what, is there a list out there of activities and clubs that they could join? Yes, in the Artist app, go download it. You, everything you need to know about college admissions is in there, so you gotta go download the app. Um, but we do want to just leave you with a few things. So you need to prepare for building a transcript that can, that will be scrutinized. This is a really competitive thing getting into college, especially if your kid has dreams to get into a top rated school, this is where it matters. And so you need to be formulating a strategy for a transcript that can stand up to scrutiny. Um, testing's coming again, getting in that practice test, uh, Greg kind of touched on it really quickly, but the most ideal situation is for them to take that test in a simulated environment that's very consistent with the way that the actual real test will be. That will really help a lot with like, oh, it's, I'm nervous and I have to do this and I have to do that. It's gonna help a lot. Get involved in meaningful activities that are going to demonstrate what the story of passion is that you're telling. And so if, you're, if, if this is your first episode, somebody shared it with you and you're like, what are they talking about? Go listen to our first three episodes where we really break down why passion has everything to do with college admission. Um, download Artists. It has everything you need. If you're looking for all of this information, it's already there um, in the app. So uh, next week, uh, we'll be back. We're going to be continuing on, and we're going to be entering ourselves into junior year. It's so fun because Greg and I, when we do these episodes, we have to go back in our minds and say, junior year. Ooh, what was going on? In junior year? <laughs> <laughs> um, so join us and please share this podcast. If you've been listening and you enjoy, please go into iTunes and Google Play and leave us a review. Um, it helps more parents like you find us and listen to this podcast. Um, but thank you so much again for listening. This is the Earning Admission Podcast with Greg Kaplan. You can always learn more about anything that we reference um, here by going to artistcollege.com or by clicking on the, into the description of the podcast application that you're using to listen to us right now. And all of those links are right there. Um, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next time. Bye. <laughs>